Hi, I'm Orlando Bloom. Welcome to the Two Star Podcast. Good afternoon, evening, or morning, or frantic middle of the night when you're desperately trying to get sleep, listeners, and welcome to the Two Star Podcast. Jesus, can, can you imagine listening to this while you're trying to get to sleep? I can only assume that most of our listeners are insane. That and would be this soothing and re- relaxing. Horrifying. So- soothing and relaxing Thomas the Tank Engine fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> really help you drop <laughs> off. You'd sleep the literal sleep of the dead because you had killed yourself. Um, because you'd have had such an amazing wank that it will tie you out for... Uh, uh, that's less than a minute into this episode, by the way. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, I think that's a new record. I don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, God. Um... um I would yes. like to start this episode. I will. I would like to table a motion, by which I mean I'm going to shit on the table. Um, <laughs> um, and take us back to a discussion that we had last week about whether or not there had been more celebrity deaths this year than in previous years. Oh, yeah. Now, by a remarkable coincidence, uh, the rather excellent More or Less podcast uh, this week discussed whether or not there had been more celebrity deaths this year than in previous years. And the general, yeah, the mm. general consensus was yes. Um, although there has been an upward trend for about the last five years because of television, specifically the rise of television in the late fifties, early sixties, and the advent of kind of rock and roll and big stars meant that there were loads more celebrities. Because before that, the only real celebrities were Hollywood stars. Mm-hmm. Um, but, after, but that kind of period, you loads of celebrities started turning up. And now we're getting to the point where a lot of those celebrities are getting old and dying. So mm. we'd expect to see a trend of more celebrity deaths anyway, just because there are more famous people. But nonetheless... You wouldn't necessarily that, expect a year-on-year noticeable well, difference. Though, no, you? you'd expect a bit of a ramp-up. But nonetheless, so far this year, you're looking at around twice the number of celebrity deaths from the previous Holy year. Holy shit. In that the period of January to March, that was going back to 2012. Have they actually crunched numbers, or is this a, a guess? Um, no, this was well. This was based specifically on the number of BBC obituaries okay. that had been produced uh, in that period. So, good. although it doesn't necessarily include everybody, um, it is no nonetheless indicative of a rather alarming number of bonus deaths uh, this year so far. Or maybe the BBC just um, employed another member of staff on the obituaries desk and they were able to double their output. Nope, same bloke. He's been doing it for like 20 years. Pete Obituary. Be the weirdest job. Because they have to write all the obituaries before they die because you can't bang out 500 words in in advance. So you literally have to go through who is famous, who do I think is about to cop it? In next well, I mean, there have been yeah. a few famous instances of obituaries leaking oh, yeah. from media outlets. And it's like, here's our obituaries library, and somebody's gone and like emailed a load of them to the press by mistake. And now everyone gets to see what we're going to say about Kylie when she cops it. They must run a book on it as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do you suppose the obituaries dude is the leaker on the basis of this book? So he'll, he'll like see who's got good odds and think... Who can I actually, you know, shock into just keeling over dead when they see the shit I've written about them in their autobiography? And then leave biography. Autobio um yeah. you know what I mean. Obituary, yes. Um and then seeing if they die. And thus making their obituary a self fulfilling prophecy. 
Yeah, but to be fair, it doesn't really have the same... Imp- like, publishing someone's obituary no longer has the same shocking impact it used to, given that everyone is claimed to be dead on Twitter every week. That's true. Like, you know, celebrities need to just wake up, look at Twitter and go, oh, I've died again. Mm. I wonder how believable you could make that. What, someone being dead? Well, yeah. I mean, how many people would you... How would you, like, convince it to be front-page news and, you know, banners on um, BBC News and that? Um, I mean, I don't think you would be able to get that far. Like, you might get some of the, like internet news outlets what don't bother to do any research and just copy and paste off twitter but i think when you got to kind of proper news organizations they might actually like try and contact somebody associated with the person and say are they actually dead because we're hearing they're dead and when they turn around and go no they're not dead they won't publish the story but there there must be a way of doing it because you know people have got you know, genuine made-up stories published in big news outlets before, just by but building up enough of a case on the internet. Yeah, but a lot of the time with that, like, it's something that's not directly verifiable. Yeah, but I reckon there must be at least one celebrity that using, you know, doing I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, or off on some trek through the Muse Triangle or something, that they could actually be out of contact for enough time that if you can convincingly lock up this person is dead, they're going somewhere dangerous, they're doing something dangerous, and if you manage to sort of override their publicist or something, or could you convince someone that they convince the world that someone was dead just through the power of the internet? I reckon you could. Well, it happens. Well, that's your job for next week, isn't it? Is people trending on Twitter when they're not dead? Yeah, but like I said, the Twitter one's different. Like trending on Twitter is one thing. Yeah. Even convincing some like media blogs to post it is mm. one thing, but actually getting like you know BBC or Sky News or one of the major newspapers to run it as a front page story, they're gonna fact check it. You can't just say someone's dead and they won't bother checking. Mm. Um, that's the problem. Um, but yeah, so anyway, lots of people are actually dead this year relative to previous years. So it is not just kind of people imagining that, oh, I'm sure there haven't been this many deaths in previous years. Seemingly, Bruce, has been at it. Mm. Well, uh, was anyone got dead this week? Um, I don't think I there was. Not anyone famous, I don't think. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously someone died. But... Yeah. No, I don't think there have been any, any, any notable people who have copped it so far, but we are only on Tuesday. So... Yeah. Well, I mean, well, since, since we're recording oh, last week, the last right, podcast. Yeah, I don't think anyone has, um, uh, no one I can remember. Well, didn't we do the last podcast late last week, so it's only been a short week. Bruce has time to... Oh, yeah, David Guest, wasn't it? He was the last one. Oh, last yeah. Last Tuesday. Yeah. I don't think anyone's died dead since then, so uh, well done, everybody. We all made it through right, another yeah, week. Yeah, good job, good job. Yeah. Congratulations on staying alive. Excellent. Um, so... There's a website called Ranker.com with an R, and that has a list of people that what they think who is going to be dead. And number one on that list is Kirk Douglas. Number two is Jar Jar Gabor. Three is Billy Graham, who I've never heard of. Fidel Castro is at number. Didn't isn't Fidel Castro already dead? Well, there's some debate uh, on that matter. All right, okay. George Bush Senior is at number five. Nancy How, Reagan. Why is Kirk Douglas at number one? Because he's ninety nine. Who is Kirk Douglas? Michael Douglas's dad. Um, from uh, what was he in? Films. Okay. What was the website again? Uh, Ranker dot com. 
It's the Celebrity Death Pool 2016. Nancy Reagan was at number six and she died March 6th, 2016. It's quite US-centric. Uh, Donald yeah, Trump's at 11. Are. That's just people hoping. Yeah, Prince Philip's at number 15, which is probably quite a good shout. I don't know, I think Prince Philip has that sort of pickled quality. Um, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's a, he's a member of the royal family. Um, like, they've gone forever. But yeah. Diana. Hmm. Uh, yes. Bruce Forsyth so, doesn't seem to be on there. Well, yes, they clearly know the truth that he is harvesting the souls of uh, the rest of the celebrity world and will live basically ever. Hmm. So, well. So, um, yeah, Google Podcasts. Apparently, Adam has interesting news. Well, I wouldn't go as far as interesting. Google <laughs> have this week announced that they are adding a podcasting section to the Google Play Store. Um, which is weird because they used to have a podcasting thing called Google Listen, which they killed off, um, which used to be my podcasting app of choice. And they they did what they do with so many of their projects and just murdered it horribly. Um, But they've now decided that that podcasts are a thing again. So they've introduced their Google Play podcasts. The only slight problem is if you go to Google Play podcasts, and like us, you are a UK resident, um, you receive the rather unfortunate news that, unfortunately, podcasts are not yet available in your country. Check back later for updates. Well, I mean, that explains why we have to email this out to all listeners manually. Yeah. Mm. Um, Now, it was was, was shocking news to me um, because I was convinced that I'd listened to some podcasts, but apparently I haven't. Yeah, can't have done. Um, they must have been just something else that was slightly different to a podcast. I have always know particularly insane and hearing voices, so it could be that. It's possible. Um, yeah, so what it really means is, I mean, my, obviously, my initial intention was to obviously get us listed on Google Play Podcast, but I can't because we can't be a podcast because podcasts aren't available in our country. Well, we could be listed in other countries. That's this true. This is true. Please tell me this doesn't mean we have to do the rest of the podcasts in a funny accent, because that would just finish me off. And also, the only funny accent we know that I can there, do... There is... are other English-speaking countries, and doing a, for- a funny accent doesn't mean that people from other countries can understand English. Like, if you if you just kind of do a really bad accent but speak slowly in English, that doesn't help other people to understand you. I mean, well, from no, the point of view just... of other countries, we're already doing funny accents, so That's we don't true. need to, do we? And also, since Google are based in America, all we need to do is convince some Americans that we're from a foreign country. And actually speaking English slowly in a funny accent is exactly how you convince the average American that... Well, we um, are from a foreign uh, country. Yeah, but the right kind of foreign country. What, what's the wrong kind of foreign country? The kind that doesn't have podcasts. We need to convince Google that we come from somewhere that is allowed to have podcasts. No, we don't. We just need to release it where they do have podcasts. It's not about permission, Dan. They're just yeah, simply podcasts aren't available in this country. There aren't. There aren't. Oh, they oh, just don't wrong exist. Yeah. Right. You know, it's it's just they aren't available. You know, you, you can't get them. It, it's like, I mean, I, I guess maybe it's possible that some of those, like, sort of um, specialist stores, uh, you know, like you get, like, the sort of the Polish supermarkets, and they're mm. in, a, in a lot of places in the US, they have, like, a, a, you know, British supermarkets where expats can get, like, Marmite and tea. So you might be able to find, like, a specialist outlet somewhere in the UK that deals in podcasts. Yeah, um, they, you know, they're just they, not generally available. You you, you do see the sort of uh, pop up importer shops, uh, don't you? Yeah. But yeah. The problem is the import tax on them makes it not really viable business option. People go in and 
see they have to pay like six pounds for a box of Lucky Charms, ten pounds for a podcast, and they think, well, I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, so unfortunately, it's an avenue that's simply not open to us for uh, for listing the podcast. Uh, obviously, if it changes and Google lets us know that podcasts are now available in the UK, um, then we can make use of the service. Well, one possible solution that we could do is obviously, you know what is terribly popular and fashionable now, we could press the podcast onto vinyl and sell it in record shops. Mm, That's not a bad idea. Big big comeback. The only problem is we would have to adjust our output slightly more towards the hipster end of the market. I was going to say the wanker end, but yes, I was entirely on board with that. Um, So yes, I I hope you're all looking forward to growing full beards and wearing sort of check shirts. No, No, I'm not. Mostly because I am ginger and therefore I would be growing a ginger beard. Yeah, that counts as double. That's even better. Yeah, uh, surely a ginger beard is like the ultimate hipster yeah. expression. There's yeah, no certainly. saying you have a ginger beard. Yeah, that's a fair point. You you would be king of hipsters if you grew a big beard. Yeah. Uh, Which is probably as good a reason as any like not to. a massive bellend. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. A hipster, yes. So you fit right in. Mm. Okay, well, I'll uh, stop shaving and we'll see where it goes. Excellent. You just have to, you know, not go to work so you can avoid being hunted down and burned at the stake for six months or so. All right, cool. No problem. Excellent. All right. I would like to, at this point, bring up something else that I came across, um, and by which I don't mean that I wanked over, um, which was a rather disturbing iteration of the whole Internet of Things connected everything. Mm. Um which is a mattress that's uh, being sold by a Spanish company, which, and I would like to preface this with what it was being sold for before, which makes it way creepier, which was to monitor your children sleeping. But it's now being, obviously that wasn't particularly, you know, profitable. Mm -hmm. So it is currently being sold as a device which will... You know, it's a mattress, smart mattress, Wi-Fi connected mattress uh, <laughs> that will notify your smartphone whenever it's in use. Right. Sleeping. Well, in use. It's it's non-specific as to what use it will notify you of. Right. But any unexpected utilization of your mattress uh, will ping your phone and let you know that it's being used. Um the premise being obviously that you can use it to catch out your cheating partner when they inevitably use your mattress for shagging while you is out at work. Hmm. I think that's um, a very cynical view because I think that you, I mean you can't have eyes everywhere, and the amount of times a child is jumping on my mattress without me knowing that sounds like it would be a very useful. Uh, when you say that, do you actually mean the amount of times that you are jumping on your mattress? Well, I don't jump on the bed, but sometimes uh, Izzy will come upstairs and I, I'll hear her because I'm working, and she, she, I'll go in there and say, are you jumping on the bed? And she'll be stood on the bed saying, no. <laughs> well, someone was jumping on the bed. And also, um, well, the, a disadvantage would the be... The graph on my smartphone says yeah, otherwise. Exactly. So you've been caught out by the Internet of Things 
bloody children. Uh, the disadvantage would be that I'd get 30 notifications a day every time a cat jumped on the bed. Well, I mean, I would I would hope that it was like most alarm systems and designed not to be triggered by pets. It is the Internet of Things, though, and therefore likely complete shit. Oh, and yeah, I'm sure it'll be pinging you notifications like all the time, and probably like constantly while you're asleep. Um, it also like costs nearly fifteen hundred quid. Mm. Fucking hell! Um, is this a is this an actual thing that you can buy, or is it a Kickstarter? Yep. Of, uh... No, it is an actual product. The uh, Dermet Smartress, which is a stupid name in of itself. Um, They will buy any old shit, won't they? Well, I hope not. In fact, there's been anyone bought it. um, However, um, some people have pointed out that the better solution is just to install cameras all around your house. Yeah, but the thing is, right, it's bad enough that you spend 1,500 quid on a mattress because you think your partner is cheating on you rather than doing anything sensible, like talking to them or just not turning up. Yeah. Um, But I think at the point that you go and start secreting cameras all over your house, that kind of moves you from suspicious partner to creepy bastard. Hmm. Yeah. Because at that point, what do you do when they're not cheating on you and you then have to explain why you've hidden cameras all over the house. No, I know how the Internet of Things make this somehow less shit and more shit. You link the cameras via the magic of the Internet to the mattress things. It only turns the ca- cameras on when the mattress is in use. Right, Which so but then the if, they're not cheat- if they're not cheating on you, all you will do is create your own weird sex tape. Again, benefit of Internet of Things. I'm selling myself on this all the time. Also, at work, you will periodically get to see footage of your cats playing on your bed. Well, that would be, be, no, that'd be that, worth the money. That would be awful, because they just shed fur. It'd be like, get off the fucking bed. That's why you have as long as it's got a speaker that you can shout back at them. Or, um, <laughs> Internet or, of Things does that too. Well, it could have like a war- an internet-connected water pistol that could yes. squirt them. Yeah, but then you'd end up with like soaking your bed. Yeah, but it would be dry by the time you get home. Well, you'd have yeah, a, a, a um, internet-connected air dryer positioned above the bed, and then someone will hack into your phone, your home. No, because it's the internet of things is impenetrable; it can't be hacked. Yeah. It's top-notch, uh, high high-grade security. It's true. I think mm. the the problem is your partner could be not in the bed or going somewhere else. In which case, it makes the case for um, a Wi-Fi connected chastity belt. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. What if they're just like popping around to your neighbours to shag them? Exactly. Like, unless you buy all your neighbours internet connected <laughs> mattresses as well. Which is I a just weird shift, so isn't it? Yeah. I like buy you a mattress. No, no, don't worry about why you have to plug it in. Ignore the cables. It's completely normal. That's just how mattresses work these days. Yeah, it just happens that your house is just out of reach of my Wi-Fi, so I'm just going to run this Ethernet cable through your window. The worst part, though, is when you have to wander around and explain the webcams as well. Yeah. Well, that's just because you're very security-minded, and Mm. uh, you would hate... And you're, you're giving them a free security system, basically. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm just watching the uh, the marketing video for the mattress, which is basically along the lines of it's now really easy to find people that want to shag you 
and therefore like everyone's cheating so you need to spend 1500 quid on a mattress that will tell you if your partner's cheating Hmm. Is it really easy to find people that want to shag you? Because my own current experience of this is that actually it's not. Oh no, it definitely is, mate. Yeah, peace. Yes, yeah, trivial. Constantly, constantly. Yeah, so it's just me. Yeah, being propositioned by uh, horny young singles in my area. Every time I go on the internet, it's sort <laughs> of saying that there's. And it's weird because I was in a hotel and one of them looked just like one of the girls who lives near me. So she must. It's a bit of a coincidence that she was down in London that day as well, isn't it? Maybe she's just following you around. Yeah, Maybe she really likes you. She wants a great mental stalker. I should probably report that then, shouldn't I? Yeah, that's your point. That's scary. So look, this this horny young no, no. single is uh, is is always bothering me when I'm uh, popping on for some me time on the internet at home, and now she needs to, seems to know my work schedule. Yeah, no, that's crazy. You need to buy an Internet of Things enabled mattress to just check that she's not. Well, yeah, I guess what I need is um, an Internet of Things um, mental stalker notification system which actually yeah. would be quite a good idea but I don't know how that would be well no. I'm not about the practicalities I'm just the ideas man you two go away and work on that and come well, back well I'm just, you... I'm just watching the uh, the, the Smartress official video uh, which helpfully provides hints and tips on, on how it works so I'd like to tell you what the app provides you with so first of all it provides you with a speedometer what do you mean a, a, a speed of what well, I don't know. It's unclear. It just says speedometer, but the picture is just a timer that tells you duration. Uh, although there does appear to be like a graph underneath that shows like levels of activity. Um, so that's kind of a bit vague. Not sure. Then uh, intensity and impact per minute. Mm. Jesus Christ. I mean, that's, um, you know, that's not too different from like Map My Run and stuff like that, is it really? It's, no, exactly. If, you, it's, if it was for your own personal use, you could uh, you, you know, you could get a graph and see how, see how you're doing. Then you get a, a pressure map of the mattress uh, yeah. that lets you see where it's deforming. Oh, you get heat, do you get a heat map uh, showing like, well, I mean, what the positions that you're using most and such? Like? Well, I mean, it's a yeah, it's not a literal heat map. It's a but oh, yes, right. you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so you and yeah, yeah, it lets you uh, have complete peace of mind um, that apart from the fact that the the nagging sensation in the back of your head that you've just blown fifteen hundred quid on a shit mattress that tells you if somebody's sleeping in it. Hmm. I can't imagine it's very comfortable if it's full of like sensors and stuff. Well, no, I mean, I don't think I don't, it's not like you know spiky metal probes or anything. Like, you <laughs> can make that. them quite, you can make sensors quite small and and inobtrusive. Like I mean, it's, that's sort of the whole point of the microchip, isn't it? Yeah, it kind but, of but, give it away a bit. It's not if like, like a real you know, to real computer a tape machine, parabolic dish sticking out the side <laughs> of it. <laughs> <laughs> Little printout thing, just yeah. drawing a chart. <laughs> Of course, what it really needs is force feedback because that's even better than like putting a quarter in the vibrating uh, bed coin slot. I, just, I think there just needs to be an eject button on the app, and you just press it, it just flings whoever's on the mattress off. <laughs> or, the, or it just uh, you, you have um, a, a mesh of live wires going across the um, the mattress that so you can just stick fifty thousand volts through with a press of a button. Uh, that that one seems a yeah. That's when you get home, and you find just yeah, dead kids and a dead cat. Well, it's you know, well, I mean, you'd have to. It would be manual intervention. You wouldn't trust that to be automated. Otherwise, Skynet would be uh, killing us all in our sleep. This is a fair point. Um, I, I guess so, um, a moisture sensor would be quite useful. That um, the second you start to piss the bed, it can wake you up, so you don't have to <laughs> get up and change the sheets again. 
So I, I take it from that that you're definitely going to be buying one of these smartresses then. Oh, I'm sold. I think it's great. I, I think what we we should probably um, try and get a free one for the uh, publicity we've given them. Mm, see if we can get a review copy. Yeah, and we'll just have timeshares on it, um, and I'll use it for three months and send it down to you. I'm not sure I want them, actually. No, no, <laughs> just, just keep it. Oh, come on. Th- three months, I'd barely, I'd barely make a mark on it. <laughs> Lovely. Mm. Well, uh, in horrifying uh, news of the middle class variety, uh, mm-hmm. there is a forthcoming Prosecco shortage because demand from all of the people who keep buying it and going on about how great it is and won't fucking shut up about bloody Prosecco uh, have pushed the demand up so that Italy can't produce it quickly enough to meet the, well, demand, which is what I've said four times. Mm. And, uh, I mean, this is obviously very bad news um, for summer barbecues and... um, you know, lushes in general, really. Yeah, this this has literally no impact on me. Yeah, no, I mean, it's no one that drinks prosecco. What? I don't know anyone that drinks prosecco. Don't you? Uh, you live in Guildford. Yeah. Drinks wine or artisanal gin. I was going to say actually, bearing in mind it's Guildford, probably everyone just buy champagne. Yeah, I was going to say maybe it's not a problem of the middle classes. Maybe it's a problem of the working class with aspirations to be middle class. Or, like, students. Yeah, students. Well, well, they'll just get the... Um, they wouldn't even bother with fizzy, because you can't drink as much of it. They have Lambrina. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at least, at least a bottle of Lambrina. Yeah. Oh, God. So, um, everyone is losing their minds because Prosecco's going to... I mean, it would be like in 2014 if somebody said there was going to be a pulled pork shortage. This oh is the God. kind of scale of the of yeah. the problem. Isn't there also a biscuit shortage at the moment? I know that's that's uh, that's all sorted now. Yeah, is it? Yeah, they got the factory back on. Um, One of the factories in the Lake District that produces basically all biscuits uh, got flooded before Christmas, and so uh, the soup. I I actually noticed that quite a lot, but you couldn't get ginger nuts, um, Mm. and custard creams were hit and miss. They were sometimes there. Bourbon creams were um, quite often out of stock as well. But they've uh, they're back up with full capacity now, and uh, the biscuit shortage is over. Oh, excellent! Crisis averted. Yeah, and you know we've got the we've got the tales to tell our grandkids about how we how we made mm-hmm. it through the biscuit shortage, and I guess the prosecco shortage as well. How did we cope at all those summer barbecues when uh, we all had enough to drink, but decided we'd open up the the bottle of not good stuff, obviously because it came from Lidl. But but I mean. Prosecco is horrible, so I don't understand why everyone gets so worked up about it, because it's just I, Italian well, champagne, I think, I, and champagne I, I think, is yeah, I think disgusting. It's going back to the hipster angle, yeah. isn't it? It's Everyone goes on about it because everyone goes on about it. Yeah. It's the in thing to do, so people do it. I don't know, do you remember when you first tried beer, and it was basically shit? Yeah, beer now, was really horrible for a long time, and now it's really nice. Mm. Yeah, so I presume that, you know, if you just drink enough of it... You basically Pass get out it. in a gutter. Well, yeah. that too. You but wake I'm up. Not, I'm not 16 anymore, so I don't need to do that. No. Mm. Doesn't stop me. But well, I don't yeah. Hmm. Well, anyway, there's going to be a shortage. Um, so I'm thinking that we need to start um, 
brewing it? Do you brew wine? You don't, do you? What do you do with wine? Ferment it? We need to start producing it in Dan's bath anyway. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Um, um, and then we can bottle it, sell it to people. Um, isn't there going to be some kind of like thing like with champagne where you can't call it Prosecco because it was made in a bath in Guildford? <laughs> okay, right. Well, when, what when would be that name for that? Bit? Desperate, they will buy it if it's called like Prosecco Zero rather than O O, um, and just tell themselves it's fine. So you say we like yeah, like if we if we say it's like like a so a breakfast here like Prosecco's. Yeah. Then, yes. Love I it. Don't, I don't think, in general, bootleggers are worried about the legality of what no, they name precisely. their product. No, that's true. I mean, alternative plan, we get a bunch of labels that say Prosecco and shove them on Lambrini bottles. Yeah, but there would be a shortage of Lambrini. They, they wouldn't be able to keep up with the... I, but you've got a big bath, so... Has yeah. your bath got um, uh, jacuzzi jets? No. Okay, so I don't know how we're going to make it fizzy. That was my plan. I could run it through the shower. <laughs> See, that's what we did, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, that gets an air in it. And then, I mean, you know, we don't want to, uh, we don't want to inconvenience you. So feel free to keep using the bath as a bath. Nobody will notice. It'll add um, characters to it, particularly people, if we're doing Lambrini. That's a bit sweet normally. So um, yeah, people are always treading on wine with their feet for no no good reason, aren't they? So yeah, that's true. Just the same um, sort of thing. So we'll you and put the grapes and then to... just roll around on them naked. We just need to work out how we're gonna how we're gonna sell it, distribute it. Well, I guess um, we'll just turn. Up. I live in Guildford. I'll just you know stand around in the street saying expensive. No, you, need, you need to be a bit more sly about it. You, you need, you need to, to go be... to like um, go to like a farmer's market and sell it yeah. as like artisanal homemade yeah. prosecco. I don't think uh, I don't think you need to be. I think you just need to say to people, "Look, there's no prosecco. I can sort you out." And uh, mm-hmm. people will come to you, and word will get round that you're the guy yeah. to see about Prosecco. Mm. You could probably go on the dark web. Um, I probably could. I don't think anyone else in, in Surrey knows what the dark oh, web yeah. is. I was going to say, I can't imagine there's a massive crossover between Prosecco drinkers and the dark web. Well, maybe not. Actually, you but say that. A little maybe you found a niche. The... I guess, actually, I don't know, it depends how much cocaine usage there is amongst Prosecco say, drinkers. Well, then, yeah. um, your bankers having your, your some barbecues outside with their prosecco will also be on a quick white line off. Yeah, as well. so I, th- I think what you need to be doing is around about ten thirty, sort of wandering around until you can smell barbecue, and then yeah. just kind of shouting over the fence, "Oi, I got some prosecco!" And well, no, people will cause... swarm to you because you open your jacket, pop one of the bottles open, and. It oh yeah, they'll hear they'll hear the cork. Yeah, so they'll all be sort of in withdrawal, hyper hyper attuned to it. So I'll just sort of pour myself a glass of Prose- Lambrini Prosecco mm. subtly in the street, and um, before you know it, someone will be over the rails. Any and Prosecco, and um, yeah, it'll be sorted. Yeah, great. Okay, well we'll we'll become uh, black market Prosecco dealers. Awesome. It's probably okay, so I'll, I'll expect my uh, my cut of the takings in the post. Yeah, I mean, you could obviously, you know, contribute your bath to this as well if you have a bath. He doesn't have a bath. <sighs> it's Look got quite him. a lot of baby shit in it a lot of the time. Yeah, uh, I probably also adds flavour. Mm. Not necessarily flavour, but flavour. Yeah. So, in the final news um, from today, doubtless you will recall the saga of Boaty McBoatface. Yes, because now everyone is thinking it's hilarious to do a 
E. McEface. Hence yeah. the horse that was called like Horsey McHorseface. And Aer Lingus have renamed one of their planes Plainy McPlaneface. And they all think they're hilarious. And frankly, the joke wasn't that funny to start with. Everyone doing oh. that can fuck off. Yeah, yeah. so I, I don't like, want to dwell on the shit aspect of it. Um, I, I'm, I'm more worried about the original Boaty McBoatface, which I'm sure you realise has won the um, thing by four votes to Boaty McBoatface to one vote for literally anything else. Hmm. And the government, no less, have weighed in and said, actually, no, fuck that. Um, it's a science vessel. It should sound science-y. Yeah, there's nothing which to do Which has made them. everyone in, on the internet, which is basically everyone, very angry. Hmm. So, um, I thought I'd also go over some of the other funny names that um, that came up and were, I think, cruelly overlooked, because I don't think Boating McBoatface is that funny. It's not. Uh, I mean, it, it was it, never it, funny. Like, well, the, the, the funny, th- the funny thing was the fact that it was a silly name that everyone was voting for for yeah. like a £200 million research vessel. The, the actual name, name Boating McBoatface isn't particularly funny. But then yes. uh, some some killjoys decided the, to make um, the second most highly placed uh, name is, is like the, the name of a dying girl or something. It's like, fucking yeah. hell. Come on, let's yeah. just have some oh. fun with this. Yeah. But, so, on that note, respect to the people who put in It's Bloody Cold here, uh, mm. Ice Ice Baby, no, Clifford Fuckle. Um, I like Big Boats and I Cannot Lie, my personal favourite, and Not the Titanic. Mm, they're all terrible. They are oh. quite bad. I like Big Boats and I Can't Lie. It's not a good name for a boat. That's the problem. Yes, it is. It's not. Because it sounds like a really, like, arrogant boat going on about how great it is. Hmm. I I see I'm not going to persuade you. Anyway, um, what do we do about this? The science minister has come out. I think that was science minister. um, It was apparently Boris Johnson's sister. Didn't know that. Um, Let's go around. I'm sure she's got spectacular credentials. Borisina. (laughs) <laughs> I don't no, actually know. Like that might I might have just you know slandered the poor woman. Um, I think she's actually a legitimate politician that does. Is I don't. Get, I'm sure she's a legitimate politician. I just have no clue whether she's got a slightest inkling of science. Well, let's have a look. That's not really a prerequisite for being a minister of something, having any knowledge of the no, subject, is it? But you know, it helps if you're not like massively anti-science, for example. Well, I don't know Again. if it does really, because uh, Jeremy Hunt thinks that homeopathy is real. Yeah, yeah, but he's a fucking idiot. Well, yeah, like, exactly. On every level. <laughs> but that's the like, yeah. defining characteristic of government ministers, as far as I but, can tell. Yeah, so that, giving her the benefit of the doubt isn't really... Um... Right. It's quite important that we differentiate Joe Johnson, who is the new science minister, from Joe Johnson, who was the Conservative Party politician born in uh, 1971. Um, and, yeah, it's not his sister, it's a bloke. Oh, is it? Oh, I just assumed Joe was a girl. Anyway, it's a bloke. Was it J O or J O E? J O. Oh well, then fuck him. He shouldn't give himself a girl's name, should he? Well, no. I don't. What does he expect? So uh, he studied modern history at Oxford, so oh, well, he's perfectly qualified to be yeah. science minister. Uh, mm. Thirteen years on the Financial Times as foreign, including a stint as foreign correspondent. Um, and for some reason, he will report to the business secretary. Makes as much sense. Some topics he has touched, however, will chime the concerns expressed by the scientific community. So he's spoken out on the importance... No, that's not... No. Uh, supportive of the European Union, which I'm sure will be, make him a big fan of his brother. Um, and 
apparently, yeah, does science stuff for the government. But otherwise, I can't see anything particularly bad about him other than him being Boris Johnson's brother. And also him being against voting at workplace. Hmm. I mean, if they decide not to name the boat that, which is obviously within their rights and was within the terms of the competition... Just mm, make the question: Why why they even bother in the first place? Yeah. What did they think was going to happen? Well, I guess it's like anything: you have to give the illusion of public participation so that people feel that they're somehow engaged in the process, even though it's a farce. Much like yeah. elections. But I mean, it's yeah. not like it's a a private company that needs PR. So no, that's just, true. They just it'll needed the name about it'll raise it'll have raised awareness of what they're doing, I suppose. But then yeah, everyone will think somebody's that's flat, PR so. idea. Like I know what would be a great idea. Let's let's put the name up for a public vote. People love public votes. Look at X Factor. Mm. But yeah. all they're doing is ensuring it will be it will be um, taken by stupid. pirates. That's true. Yeah, I mean it could have been worse. Reddit could have got hold of it and gone with Hitler did nothing wrong or something. But um... huh. was there, yeah, was but there... bear in mind they will almost certainly have done that, and they will simply have filtered out the results that were directly offensive or abusive mm. or inappropriate. Voting with Boatface, while stupid, is not really offensive to anybody, um, but I can't really imagine that they would have gone, yeah, let's allow Hitler did nothing wrong to appear as like the third highest voted name for our boat. I mean, it nothing is, the... is too broad, isn't it? Because he yeah. did some things wrong. Whether, oh, yeah, you, whether, you, you know, whether you see like, the Third Reich was wrong or not, you can't say you did nothing wrong because that's uh, that's just unrealistic. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, we're all happy that Hitler did, in fact, do some stuff wrong. I'm glad we clarified that. But, I mean, let's, um, let, well, let's. You know, he, he must have done some good things as well. Let's. You know, you can't write him off completely. That's all I'm saying. And he was a shit artist, so um, that's about the only place I know where to start. Well, I'm a shit artist, but well, yeah. you know. I'm not comparing myself to Hitler or anything, but I'm just saying I'm a shit artist. three million Jews, though, so... I've got time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's only 20 past nine. (laughs) I kind of meant in my life, not this evening. (laughs) Oh, right, okay. Uh, That's probably as good a time as any to end it, isn't it? (laughs) Probably (laughs) for the best. Go into a very dark place. (laughs) Oh, Oh, dear God. Well, thank you for listening. If you indeed you still are after that. Yes. There was no Thomas Tank Engine sex, and for that we were all merciful. I bet there is Hitler and Goebbels erotic fanfiction. Oh, no question. Let's dig some of that out for next week. Let's not. Let's okay. not. Alright. Right. Night listeners. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye. Well Sorry, that went downhill fast. For a moment. <laughs> Yeah, at least we didn't stretch it out too too long. That's, <laughs> uh, yeah, just abort is the sensible option there. I think, isn't it? Yes.